White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Red Echo, Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter, Ecknerwall23. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and our show Locked On Sox is there on Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube. And if you go there, subscribe. Maybe you can be a recipient of a Locked on Socks t-shirt. I'm just happen to wear, be wearing the Locked on Socks t-shirt right now. It's nice and swanky. It feels nice, too. Nice uh, fabric. Not those cheap t-shirts. It's a high quality. Premium. Exactly. And I feel good every time I wear it. 312-566-8727. Man, <laughs> you guys in these voicemails. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. 312-566-8727. Keep bringing them in. Trust me, Tanny listens to them all. I don't get to listen to them all, but man, the ones I do get to hear, well, friends, you guys are awesome. 312-566-8727 or LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. We'll be getting to a couple emails today. Without any further ado, it is Chris Tannehill. Chris, how's your Monday evening? Oh, it's going just fine. Uh, it's episode 229 today. Happy Tuesday. Happy Sox and Twins Day. That's right. The Sox getting ready for a three-game set against the Minnesota Twins. And we are brought to you today by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Uh, news and notes, there are none. None of the AL Central teams are in action tonight, so the Sox will remain in first place by the time you guys are hearing this. Uh, it is a big three-game set here with the Twins. Not as big as we thought it could be uh, at this point before the season started, but uh, the pitching matchups are as follows. Kenta Maeda versus Dylan Cease tonight. Jay Happ with a sparkling 2-0, and 191 earn run average against Dallas Keuchel on Wednesday. And Thursday, Michael Pineda versus Carlos Rodon. So pretty good uh, pitching matchup here for this series. And now the Twins, they have their two best players on IL. When I say their two best players in terms of uh, baseball reference, their, their war, they have, of course, Byron Buxton, who is on the 10-day IL. He is a 2.7 war player already. And uh, Luis Arise who is on the seven-day uh, IL. So Twins are a little banged up, uh, but, you know, it's uh, you hate to see it, man. They're a little banged up coming in here to Chicago. So uh, it is what it is. You play who you play when you play them. And uh, so what we're going to do today is we're going to get to your voicemails, as Herb said, in the second segment here. But in segment one, I want to talk about what the hell is going on with the Twins. And thanks for nothing, Jay Crowley, the official uh, Locked on Sox metrics guy, the advanced numbers and analytics department here. Uh, I did all this hard work. I've got some interesting numbers here on the Twins to kind of frame what kind of season they've had. And I talked to a Twins insider about what's going on with this team to give us a little more insight. So we'll get to that in a bit. But just real quick off the top here, you know, you were someone who was very bullish on the Twins. And not Mm -hmm. to say that I wasn't. I just had the White Sox being a better team top to bottom before all the injuries. And now we can say the injuries to both teams here. But you have to be as surprised as anyone to how uh, the Twins have started the 2021 campaign, Herb. 
I am. It's very, very shocking that they are as bad as they are. Because I'm looking through the numbers, just checking the starting pitching's pretty solid. Kenta Maeda, uh, not that great. But everybody else is pretty good. Rodney Dobnek is like the fifth starter on that team. Very seldom does he get a uh, start. I don't think he started any time this year. But for the most part, those guys are out there chucking it. But I am shocked the White Sox have a seven-game lead on these guys. They're not this bad. That's what we can all agree on. This is the time to keep them playing poorly. This is the first time we're going to see them this year. I am into throat stumping time. We need to bury these people and make them doubt themselves. We're talking about confidence with Dylan Cease, with Michael Kopech and others. If the White Sox go out and take two out of three from the Twins or sweep them, awesome. This is a, a way where the Twins like, man, this is just not our year. That team is much more superior. They're even playing their best baseball, and now they're 10 games ahead of us. How the fuck are we going to get back to that? And they even got their best players out there. And one thing where you were just talking about a rise and the other guy you were talking about, Byron Buxton. We said it before the season. Byron Buxton is a champion player, but his problem is staying healthy. And again, injured just like Luis Robert is, but he too strain of his hip. So I think he'll be a little bit earlier to come back from that than Luis Robert, which was good news, which we shared yesterday. He probably won't need surgery eight to 12 weeks out and they'll reevaluate at that time. But that is a great thing for the White Sox. You don't wish hurt or injury on anybody, but them without Byron Buxton or Luis Arise, baby, let's go. Yeah, so I've got some numbers here, and we piece all these together. And like, I look at this Twins team on paper. Aside from the couple injuries they've suffered lately, like this is a team where you feel like, for the most part, they've had their health. Um, you know, the guys that are paid the big bucks have been performing uh, to pretty much their their career average, except uh, Kenta Maeda, who we'll get to in a second here. But you look at the, the team numbers, and that we'll go over the team numbers, and if you want to take a deep dive into uh, some of the individual stats to kind of piece this thing together, um, the, these numbers are not a, a team that's, in my opinion, that is, is you know as bad as they've been performing. And I'll tell you how and why they are where they are in just a second. But you take a look at their offense. They're 16th in runs, so middle of the road. Home runs, they're still hitting the ball out of the ballpark in a year where home runs are not necessarily doing that across baseball. They're 7th in home runs. Uh, they're 17th in strikeouts. They're OBP in the middle of the road at 15th. They're slugging. They're 3rd in baseball and, and slugging. This is an all-baseball, not just American League. OPS, they're 6th. Uh, and BABIP, and you thought maybe they're having some bad luck, but no, they're 13th in BABIP. And the White Sox, of course, being number 1 batting average of balls in play. So they're not getting, they're not particularly lucky. They're not particularly unlucky. So take a look at that pitching staff of theirs. This is where it starts to get interesting. The earn run average is 21st in all of baseball. And it's not necessarily because of the starting staff. And it's most likely because of that bullpen, which we'll get to in a second. The whip of the Minnesota Twins is 15th, so middle of the road in all of baseball. Home runs given up, they are 5th. Strikeouts per nine, which is a good indicator of, of your pitching staff, uh, they're 17th in baseball. So this is not like uh, a, a cellar-dwelling type a team when you look at these numbers uh, in, a, in a cumulative level. But you take a look at that bullpen, Herb. They are 5 of 12 in save opportunities, and this is where a lot of these games were lost. This is where they got into that deep hole early in the season 
Alex Colome, notably going over there from the White Sox, and we had talked about it all offseason. Hey, maybe you bring back Colome. Do you keep going to that well? We know the regression is coming. You know, you can't be a guy who doesn't have a plus-plus fastball in today's game and expect to get people out uh, when you're a contact-reliant pitcher, and that's what Colome is. He throws that cut fastball, and he elicits a lot of weak contact. We, we saw it here for a, a couple of years on the south side. But Rick Hahn elected to let him go, and they opted to pay Liam Hendricks, who will see how that works out for the White Sox in the long term. We haven't seen him a ton in high leverage spots, but for the most part, he's done an adequate job. And, you know, just this is a team that this bullpen is really killing them here. And you go back to this column A thing. We talked about the column A regression possibly coming, but I don't think either of us envisioned that it would come this swiftly where he began the season as the Twins' closer and was demoted within a couple weeks of the season starting. I don't think anyone saw this coming, Herb. If, I mean, Rick Hahn must be smarter than you think he is. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that was a very shocking thing to happen. I mean, the was it the Minnesota-Milwaukee series, I think, is where it kicked off the first series of the year, and he gave it up early. I didn't think the Oakland game where they had multiple errors in that inning was necessarily his fault, but the ninth inning was his fault. I think the, the multiple errors happened in the 10th. Um, they didn't even get a, a hit in that whole inning, and they won the game, Oakland A's, and that was when they were on fire. Very shocking that Alex Colomay's demise has come this quickly into the season. I was expecting you know him to get a couple blown saves, maybe like five or six throughout the year, and then like, all right, this is shaky, kind of like how the Mets view uh, Familia. Like he gets a job done for the most part, but there's some shaky times out there where you can't depend on him 100%. But for him to fall off the table like this is very upsetting for them. I was a rooting for the guy, you know, through our whole White Sox time. I think, you know, I used to send out a tweet after the game, column A, column, column B, Barely did I send out a column D or F. Yeah, I don't think I did it ever at, at all. And then the guy is this year has been column C minus D plus. He's yeah, been bad. Yeah, absolutely. So the Sox appear to have let him go at the right time. And we talked about this could be the difference in the division here is who is securing those victories at the back end of that bullpen between the Sox, Twins, and Indians. And so far, the, the Sox have the edge. And even though their bullpen is well, they had a shaky start, and they were looking to go ninety and zero after when trailing or when leading after six. The, the Sox bullpen, and they had the rough go early on, but they've stabilized a bit. Bummer's looking like he's back to Aaron Bummer type form, and it's just interesting because you look at the the Twins lineup and. The, the power is still there for the most part. You know, Nelson Cruz, who we were had our, our eye on all season and off season, we were wondering if he was going to be able to sort of replicate what he's been up to for throughout the, the duration of his career. And he's hit eight home runs here uh, in the early going. And that would by far lead the White Sox team in home runs if he were on the White Sox. But you look at a guy that does damage a lot to the Sox, Max Kepler, he only has two. Byron Buxton leading the team with nine home runs, and he's not going to be in the lineup tonight against the Twins. That That's a huge start to the year for Buxton. You look at Jake Cave, you know, not necessarily building off that year that he had last year, just the one home run. Josh Donaldson chipping in with three home runs. He's had some injury issues as well. Uh, Andrelton Simmons, uh, you know, just a one home run there. And then you go Mitch Garver, their catcher, six home runs, and uh, Miguel Sano and Jorge Polanco. Uh, each with two. I wonder how much the Eddie Rosario 
absence from from this team is hurting the the power numbers a little bit. But as you see, they're still top five in baseball. So you know, I just wonder if if what he brought to them uh, from the left side is kind of hurting them a little bit. But I, I talked to someone who's very plugged in with the Minnesota Twins, and you guys may remember him. His name is Nash Walker. He's the host of Lockdown Twins here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And I just said, hey man, I think I know what's going on with the Twins. But just from someone who's an insider's perspective, you watch them every day, what's going on with the Twins, and here's what Nash Walker told me today. Uh, Inconsistent offense and the bullpen. The bullpen is on pace for the worst WPA in the history of baseball by a mile. The offense will score 12 runs one day and then two for the next three days. Now we're without Buxton for a while. Check this out, Herb. The bullpen has a record of 1-1 and 11 just atrocious they've lost four games already where their win probability was 94 percent or higher and two where it was 98 percent or higher you're mentioning the uh, the twin the uh, a's game there for sure being one of those so uh, our, our gut instincts was right there but just that that's really frustrating when you see those numbers there one and 11 the losing games when you have a 98 percent win probability that's the type of stuff that'll rip your team apart and just gut you man when you have a talented roster as the twins do and you have a bullpen that can't lock it down at the end of a game those are demoralizing losses and I think that's part of the factor is why they're they're in such a deep hole early and hopefully the Sox can keep them there uh, this week on the south side yeah and you know the twins are not this team this is not a representation of what we thought or what we thought we were going to see this year from the twins so these losses will probably over 162 even out so let's bury them while we can (laughs) this is the opportune time to bury them we have i think seven games with them in the next 10 so it's time to keep them playing poorly while byron buxton is out their best player by far and probably was on track to be a mvp candidate this year he's had the highest war when he was out of the or when he was out there playing for the twins he was having a great year coming into his own and I'm very disappointed. We talked to Nash about why hasn't it not clicked on for Miguel Sano? This guy we heard about for years being a great prospect, third base, then he switched over to first, a knucklehead off the field, and it never has clicked. I mean, I think in 2019 or 18, he was an all-star, but it hasn't been consistent, either injuries or just being a knucklehead on the field or off. I'm Hey, keep him going that way. Keep that knucklehead being that bad of a player. Two home runs is inexcusable. I don't care if he's only played 19 games. For a guy with his power, he should run into five home runs in that many games. So, again, the pitching matchup for this week against the Twins, Maeda, Cease, Hap, Keuchel, Pineda, Rodon. Let's set the over-under at uh, one-and-a-half victories for the White Sox. You going over or under? Or... Let's eat. I agree. Let's eat. I agree. That that hat matchup will be an intriguing one on Wednesday with the the two lefties going out there and the Sox notably obviously they, they do great against lefties but Hap's having a great year so I think that'll be the one that determines uh, the this series here. But yeah, I got to go over. I think the Sox take at least 2 out of 3 and if they can get that game on Wednesday, it should be a sweep by the way uh, that Rodon's been pitching closing it out. So, uh, don't seize though, uh, you know, Maeda's having a bad year. Let's let's not get it twisted. And Cease is on a roll right now. So we just need to keep things status quo in that regard and uh, take that first game. Um, when we come and back, perhaps a lefty too. So yeah, they're what twenty one and one against lefty starters. Let's eat exactly. So we'll take a quick timeout. On the other side, we'll open up the mailbag and we'll get to one of the uh, the biggest stories in baseball. 
going on uh, with a, a free agent to be, uh, and uh, people thought he would be a White Sox. We'll get to that right after this here on Locked on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our new friends at Sports Trade. Have you guys heard about Sports Trade? No, it's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. This is amazing. Sports Trade takes fantasy to the next level. It's like Robin Hood for fantasy sports. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players just like real stocks. Finally, it's a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports, and they just added baseball to the platform. So check out Sports Trade today. Making money with Sports Trade is simple as player values rise and fall based on two factors. One, their statistical performance in each game as compared to their projected fantasy points of the game. The more points scored, the higher their value goes. Two, Good old supply and demand, baby. The more demand a player has, the higher their value goes. Starting to see how this works here a little bit. When you're ready to buy shares, you pick the penny stock in a rookie with huge upside or grab that blue chip vet who's always a solid performer. Instantly buy and sell as many shares in as many players as you like, just like the stock market. Then watch your players battle and your portfolio value rise. Simply go to sportstrade.com and watch the How It Works video and then sign up to get started. Sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun and exciting and profitable new world of sports trading. Sports trade. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the game at sportstrade.com. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Credit Karma. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Who doesn't want instant gratification, right? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. All you got to do is this. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Just open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance required, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Credit Karma Money progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Lockdown Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Herb, should we open up that bag? Let's do it. A lot of emails. We're going to try to get to some. There's another email. I love email. We love emails. We love voicemails. How can they get us their emails and voicemails, Herb? Locked on socks at gmail.com for emails, locked on socks at gmail.com or 312 566 8727. That is Harold Baines, H.A. Brzezinski, Mark Burley, Jorge Orta, Vo Jackson, 
Uh, let's see, Carlin Fisk and Tim Anderson. <laughs> That's exactly right. All right, let's, so let's get to an email first before we get to some voicemails. This one sent in from AD from OP, which I, I mentioned yesterday a little bit, but we'll finally get into it here about Albert Pujols. Uh, this is what AD has to say about Pujols. It's a bit of a, a lengthy one. Uh, hey, it says, hey, guy. I think you meant hey, guys. This is like of the Chicago colloquial hey, gay. Um, <laughs> so it's been about a single minute since I read the news about Albert Pujols' early ending to his time in L.A., and I immediately got that familiar bad feeling in my stomach. They couldn't, right? I mean, why would they? I mean, who in their right mind would bring in a bona fide MLB Hall of Famer without any kind of recent success when you are finally in a championship window? Of course, I am still holding out hope that sanity takes hold and they can at least distract Jerry and Tony from Pujols' availability with an episode of NCIS or something. (laughs) The good news that, for once, Sox Twitter seems to be on the same page that this signing version of The Machine, La Machina, makes as much sense as starting Jake Lamb instead of a guy with an OBP of over 350. While there are a ton of valid reasons that Albert is a bad idea, the prevailing thought process I've seen around seems to be that although he's had a brilliant career, he has had little to no recent success by which to predict future success. Completely reasonable and factual take. But isn't this the exact opposite argument to every single one of Tony LaRusso's supporters? Every first name, lots of numbers, last name, can't wait to tell you, Tony's Hall of Fame resume supersedes every argument that proves he may no longer be equipped to perform to his own historical standards. As chief baseball officer in Arizona from 2014 until he was demoted after 2016, the organization had a record of 212 and 274 with Tony as the main baseball decision maker. So, as we prepare prepare for Albert's introductory press conference as the Sox new starting role, pushing Vaughn or Mercedes even more into Tony's rookie junk pile, let's all come together and celebrate the fact that these two men have had amazing careers and deserve every bit of praise you can muster. The two of them also shouldn't be allowed within 100 feet of a pivotal role on an MLV staff or roster. Still excited to watch T.A., Pito, Moncada, and this pitching staff go out there and compete regardless of the hurdles their own organization placed in their way. Here's to hoping the Sox can take care of business and Herb doesn't have to turn his bear's wheel on them in the next few years. I uh, appreciate you guys for keeping me feeling sane as a Sox fan. Be safe and talk soon. AD from OP. And for those who don't know, on the Lawrence Holmes Show, which is the show that you are the ex- esteemed executive producer of, you guys had a thing, a bit, where fans uh, of the NFL, of the, the, the Bears, would spin a wheel and you would assign them a new team. Anyone uh, crawling back now after the draft? of Justin Fields to, to get a new team or is that uh, a slate that's been uh, wiped clean or what's going on? What's the status of the of the Bears fan wheel, Herb? Everybody who got a team and doesn't want that team anymore is exempt now. We said since Justin Fields and Ryan Pace had an awesome draft, you can come back to the Bears' den. I'm back in the Bears' den. Still got my Tennessee Titans. That's my favorite team, of course. Who doesn't love the Titans? Um, but I'll, they'll be my AFC team. The Bears are my NFC team. Hell, you pick Justin Fields in the first round after making some trades. You're a good GM this year. I don't know what took you seven years to get there, but whatever. Let bygones be bygones. <laughs> so I ask you this, Herb, and you know it's it's clear that that was an email sent uh, before 
it became evident. Although anything is possible, as the great Kevin Garnett also once said, and also the the famous blind uh, child football player once said that as well. Uh, you do your research there; you'll see that. Um, but Mark oh Feinstein, God. you forgot about that kid, right? You forgot about that kid. Uh, just search uh, "blind football player kid" and it'll make your day. Uh, it's if you're if you're a cruel if you're just a cruel son of a bitch, it'll make your day. But uh, Albert still has no team. And Mark Feinsand, epic troll, uh, tweeted this on May 6th. Uh, the White Sox feel like a perfect landing spot for Albert Pujols, who played for Tony La Russa from, 2011, from 2001 to 2011 in St. Louis. Luis Roberts' injury has opened up a spot for a bat in Chicago. Now, Mark Feinsand, I do not follow Mark Feinsand, so I'm not... Uh, you know, he's got over 130,000 followers on Twitter, and I assume this was just an epic troll job. And, mm-hmm. you know, judging by his uh, his profile, it looks like he's a man with a sense of humor. His profile pic, he's got that wry smile going on. Um, I, I, I assume he knew exactly what he was doing, and boy, oh boy, did he rile up the masses the other day with that tweet about Pujols. And then you started to see images of Ken Griffey Jr. and Manny Ramirez in White Sox uniforms. Let's not forget Omar Vizquel, Andrew Jones. Like, it's not – people think – <laughs> oh god, John Crook. Um, yeah, Jose Canseco too. Jose Canseco, man, it really is amazing. Like there really should be a monument to all those guys. Like the Tom Seaver, yeah, Carlton, yeah. yeah. I mean, Carlton, not Carlton Fisk. I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna uh, question you there. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So this is not gonna happen. So I never want to jinx. Out. I'm gonna knock on wood. Albert Pujols is not gonna be a member of the White Sox. But I ask you, as a guy, Albert Pujols is one of the great right-handed hitters that we've ever seen. How do you hope uh, this Albert Pujols saga ends w- with him uh, on, a, on a professional level? I guess, you know, Bob Nightingale's column the other day, it said things got really heated uh, in, in Albert Pujols' final day. It was so heated, in fact, that he thought he was going to be in the lineup, and then he wasn't. And then that was pretty much the end of that. Thank you, so Bob he- Nightingale. <laughs> but how do you hope this ends for Albert Pujols? Um, Lawrence brought up a good point that Albert Pujols, when he came stateside, spent some time in Kansas City. Um they look like they can use a veteran like that. His old teammate, Mike Matheny, is now the manager there in Kansas City. I think that's a perfect ending. Or somehow he does that one day thing where he signs with the Cardinals, retires as a Cardinal. They welcome him back. The machine gets a day. He bows out and goes away. But I think he still has some value for a team like Kansas City. Seeing a Hall of Famer in his last Raps while you're not a contender in Kansas City, that whole thing they did with the first place. And I hope you enjoyed it, Kansas City. It's over. Enjoyed yourself in first place for a little bit. Now you're going to re- reside in fourth place like you usually are. <laughs> so it is about time for Kansas City to bring him home and let him get a couple of bats, not be the everyday DH, but there's not a guy who, what Solaire is doing it. A couple times I saw him in right field. Horrendous, the other but and that could it was be a guy really bad. That could be a guy who could benefit from a, a presence like that. You know, a power hitter, professional like Solaire hit. You know, he's not far removed from hitting almost fifty home runs a couple years back, and he just looks like a different player. So yeah, I I, I like that as an idea. It would seem kind of weird. Um, I'm in favor of the of the the one day contract thing, man. I'm a I'm a sap. I'm a I'm a sentimental biatch in that regard. So I, I I'd be in favor of that. I think that'd be incredibly cool. Uh, maybe and even I think give the, him one more at bat. Giving yeah. giving him at bat. You know, it's not was the contentious and the dickish behavior that Cleveland had for Jim Tomey until it was time for him to retire. Then like, oh man, we love you, Jim Tomey. Yeah, give us a statue out here. I think most Cardinal fans initially were a little peeved that. Uh, that uh, Albert, that he went to L.A., 
And then eventually, like, you know, he gave us great years. He gave us 11 great years, probably the 11 greatest right-handed hitter years of all time of Cardinals and maybe of all time of any right-hander. And then they realized, okay, we had that greatness and we'll love to have him back. They call themselves the best baseball fans. If they really are, they'll be clamoring for him to come back, not as an everyday player, just to give him a salute, a proper send-off there in St. Louis. Absolutely. All right, let's get to some voicemails here. Uh, guess who's checking in here, Herb? Our guy. Uh, hello, guys. Paul Correct here. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm calling too late again. Well, you know what? Everybody's got different hours. Uh, but nonetheless, I don't care if it goes on. I just know you guys like hearing my voice. Yeah, you're the greatest. Uh, spent a nice little day way out in the west suburbs with my lovely mother. Happy Mother's Day to everybody especially mine and i i just want to sh- <laughs> all right and that's how it ends uh ball correct now these are transcribed for me uh, in my uh, google app here and it said i just want to talk uh or just want to walk actually it says so I, I didn't hear that part but that's ball correct checking in and, and a belated happy mother's day i meant to mention at the top of the show but by then mother's day was already over uh, all the mothers out there who listened to to locked on white Sox and uh just uh, happy mother's day hope you guys we're able to, to spend it uh, uh, with people uh, who love you, and we love you as well. Um, We're going uh, next week to uh, Papado's, as I call it, the blackest place on earth. I will not Me comment. I will not comment. But that sounds great. Okay. You, you beat the rush, right? You go on. A, yeah, that's that's the the, sneak, the sneaky thing. The Mother's Day holiday with restaurants is just a real shit show, man. Like mm-hmm. you know, you can't Especially even get after the pandemic. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing. I, you know, I'll take it because people are excited to be out again. People are vaccinated and they want to be back out at a restaurant. So it was, it was a, it was a bit much. I tried doing that. You know, I took the, my wife out for breakfast uh, on Sunday morning, and by nine thirty, like the place was already packed. We were able to get in Damn. there, but. In the evening, I was trying to bring dinner to my mom, and we had dinner over there. And just like you know, just a, a normal uh, spot. Dengio's is a place uh, in, in Skokie that we would frequent, and you couldn't even call them ahead. You had to walk in and, and place your order and wait. So it, that was it. Was people were packed in there, man? So it's good. It means the world's getting back to normal, um, and you know, people are showing love to their moms out there. Uh, next uh, voicemail here. It's a short one. I don't know what's going on here. Let's see. Chris and Herb, March, Mark, oh, you Christ. <laughs> I've done it too, Mark. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, March or Mark uh, was able to rebound here quickly. Hey, Chris and Herb, Mark in Litchfield Park. Again, no complaints. <laughs> Great sweep. Pitching's been outstanding. Almost idiot proof. Uh, just wanted to let you guys know that I've dropped the COVID-20 because part of the reason is because you guys turned me on to these built bars. Um, the cookie dough, the salted caramel, the brownie. Um, these things are killer, and they're really helping out uh, with the sweet cravings. So just wanted to thank you guys for that. So take care. Bye. 
Oh, always good to give my a little, man Mark. Yeah, give a little sponsor love for Built Bar. I'm down 15. Mark's down 20. That's good stuff right there. I'm telling you, man, it's not the first time we've heard from someone whose Built Bars are helping them, and this is not like a segue into an ad. It's just it's what it is. Like you know, we use these products, and you, when they really work for us, like Built Bars work for me. And I don't know, what, you know, how much you've been using them, but I know you're looking good as well, ready for summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing. So thank you, Mark, for checking in. Uh, we appreciate you calling. Um, next one here, we wrap it up voicemail wise uh, with an old friend here. Yeah, this is White Sox Ralph from Charleston, South Carolina, and I want to thank you guys for your update with James Fox because I usually do road trips down to the minor league teams, and I was going to go to Winston Salem, but now it sounds like it's Canapolis time, so I'm looking forward to it. Also, uh, Birmingham uh, is a highly underrated place for baseball. Uh, a lot of guys played there, uh, especially at the old park. I think like Bo Jackson, um, Satchel Page, Frank Thomas. Um, they played a lot of games in Birmingham, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful historic city to visit. So, uh, and I love saying first place White Sox. I don't say White Sox anymore. It's always first place White Sox. Thanks, guys. Bye. That's beautiful. Thank you, Ralph, for checking in. I got to get to Birmingham. I've been to his beautiful city just this past month. Charleston? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, I would love to go to Birmingham and see the Barons play. And, you know, just like I've never really been to like the, the true South. Like I've been to Florida. Um, but it was just Fort Lauderdale on a layover. I can't really call that a visit. But, yeah, I would love to go to Birmingham, Alabama, and just go down there, eat some barbecue, watch some baseball, and experience. Uh, I, although I do hear that the southern lifestyle is a bit slower than what we're used to. Like, yeah. you know, like, I don't know if you could probably speak to that because you've been to the south recently. Let me ask you a question about travel. Do you say you went to a place if you've driven through it or like you, you went to a layover in Fort Lauderdale? Have you said, hey, I've been to Florida. I'm good. Yeah, because it was a long layover. It was like an eight hour layover. Like we were there long enough to get into a a cab and go see a movie and go eat. So so we experienced quite a bit of Fort Lauderdale uh, more more than I'd like. It's like it's like really like a bastard Miami. You get all the same things that Miami has, just not quite as good. Um, but that was after our honeymoon. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a free country. You can say wherever you want, wherever you've yeah, been. Like Texas, I've been through like at least seven times. Texas. I don't think I've actually been to Texas. <laughs> yeah, like, Texas. We're going- and hands up, bud. <laughs> and <Shit>. we're going to <laughs> we're going to Phoenix in Memorial Day. So this is the first time I've actually been to Arizona. This is I've driven through Arizona, of course, when I've driven from San Diego here back. And this will be the actual first time I slept in Phoenix or no, I slept in Flagstaff one time, but I don't say I've been to Arizona. That was like seven o'clock to seven o'clock. I was out. That was when that guy told me like the best pizza place they had in the city was a damn Papa John's behind him. I almost choked the guy, literally almost choked him. But I don't think I'm at a place unless I'm experiencing something sleeping overnight. So that's my little spiel about that. So I like I finally marked off South Carolina because I went there for a night. I haven't really done um, some states like Texas. I haven't been there overnight. Um, I stayed overnight in New Mexico, but that wasn't anything. 
I was just like there to sleep and then drive the next day. So that's my little uh, travel spiel. But yes, Birmingham sounds like a good city. Lawrence raves about these uh, big time southern cities like Charlotte, Charleston, Birmingham, uh, Savannah that are like they're in the south, but they're not of the south. If you know what I mean? Right. But they're, you know, uh, Metropolis is in the in the south. Um, it's back to. Uh, to our guy and his point here, uh, our guy Ralph's point about Birmingham and Satchel Page looking up the Birmingham Black Barons. Uh, they had uh, players like Satchel Page from 1927 to 1930. And uh, you may have heard of this guy. Willie Mays played there uh, for two seasons, 1948 and 49. So, you know, Willie Mays, as good as he was, and he still played two years uh, in the Negro Southern League there with the Birmingham Black Barons. So interesting, uh, you know, the, the deep, rich history there uh, for baseball in Birmingham. So, uh, yeah, Lawrence got me the, that dope-ass uh, B-ham hat. Uh, the White Sox Birmingham Barons hat with the 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 '80s Batman logo, and it says Beham in the old '80s White Sox font. So I got I got to dig that that up out of storage. It couldn't didn't fit my fat head as well. Maybe I've lost a couple pounds. Uh, maybe I've lost a pound in my head. Uh, that, I, I, uh, <laughs> old English B is undefeated too. Oh yeah, I know. That's yeah. Like I I really want that hat, but I hate running the risk of buying a fitted hat online. It's always always sketchy there, but. Uh, that does it for the email segment. We'll uh, take a quick time out here and we'll preview the rest of the week here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. There's so many things you could bet on each and every day at betonline.ag. It's got all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and even your UFC MMA action. Looking to make a play on this big Chicago-Minnesota series coming up? Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the latest news and odds, and you can sign up for bonuses and contest information. If you're someone who likes to play the Dow, you can bet on what the final digit of the Dow is going to be each and every day, okay? When I tell you they have everything, they have everything. I'm also looking at the hot dog eating contest this year. Joey chestnut right now the over under set at 74 and a half hot dogs for joey chestnut for wednesday june 30th 2021 the hot dog eating contest for this year you want to bet on the new york lottery you can do that you can bet on whether or not the number is going to be odd or even i'm telling you they've got all your betting needs covered here at bet online so don't sit on the sidelines anymore this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the postseason head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts and don't forget our promo code locked on at bet online that's promo code locked on for your 50 percent welcome bonus all right herb it's twins week here on the show white Sox have a three game set against the twins as you heard us break down at the beginning of the show and our rest of the week schedule is as follows our next show will be posted midnight Wednesday morning, provided the Sox and Twins are not still playing. We'll have your recap Wednesday at midnight, Thursday at midnight, and Friday morning at midnight for these uh, three games 
against the Twins. And that'll do it for uh, for the week on the show. Uh, there's, you know, there's a doubleheader on Friday. Michael Kopech is pitching in that one, so we'll have to wait and break uh, break down that one. Unless it's something historical, I don't imagine we'll be talking about that one until next Monday. So uh, that's uh, that's it for the rest of, of our week here with the Twins series. And uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. Meaningful games against the Twins. I'm already nervous about it, no matter how bad the record says the Twins are right now. So uh, that does it for us today. That's all I got. All right, that is Chris Tannehill. Follow him at Chris Tannehill on Twitter. Me, Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23, Twitter, and at Lockdown Socks on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to leave us a voicemail like our guys did, guys or girls, 312-566-8727, or go old school, LockdownSocks at gmail.com. And by the way, I, there's one there's one I didn't get to that I played for Herb before the show. Oh. And, uh, you know, I, I all I got to say is, man, uh, this person, I'm not even going to say who it is because uh, we're just going to put this in our back pocket. But that uh, that prank call was real, and we oh enjoy, we we enjoyed it. And I just got to sleep on it and figure out what we're going to do with it because the people need to hear it. But I don't know if necessarily it's on this platform. But we'll think about that. So, but thank you for entrusting us with it. Uh, we'll sleep on it, but we appreciate you checking in with that prank call. If this, yeah, if this guy <laughs> wants to, I mean, he's probably already sent it out to his his people, yeah. but. Man, yeah, we're, you know, and not legal. I don't know if we're in trouble legally if we play it, but we don't want to be messed up. It is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I think. Can't uh, wait until you guys get the chance to hear it. And trust me, we would play it if we thought it was all good. Yeah, we wouldn't just, get sued or anything. I, I just heard it before the show booted up tonight, and uh, before I turn on the old podcast machine, and I, I, uh, you know, if I've got a little feeling in my stomach, it says, you know what, let's hold off on that one. But I still enjoyed the shit out of it. But oh, and, and, and Herb did too. We so, uh, yeah, man, that's all. Sorry, cut you off there but uh, we just want to okay. acknowledge that emailer who sent us that that prank phone call so that is chris Tannehill. i'm herb lawrence thank you for listening to this episode of locked on socks